I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. Yo, 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 welcome back to the station. Y'all know who it is, man. It's your boy, Ray G. You can find me on Twitter at RayGQ. And I am joined this evening by my partner in crime, the other half of Destination Debbie, the man behind the scenes making all the magic happen, Jordan Richards, at your boy, J Rich, on Twitter. Jordan, man, how you doing this evening? I'm great. I'm happy to be here. You know, uh, anytime I can jump on the station. Actually, I've been noticing. I've been getting on more pods, doing more stuff. I'm gonna have to talk to you about my compensation because I, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to do you guys a favor. You and Ben, you know, you guys run the show. But I've been doing more and more lately. But you know, I'm happy to be here. Happy to help people out, and we can uh, talk some ADP. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I'm down for this. It's, it- this guy gets on the show and the first thing out of his mouth, he's talking about damn money, man. Look, 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 man. Let's let's help the people out first and then we'll talk about your compensation depending on how you good you do on this show. But uh, we're going to do a little rookie ADP review, man. Superflex mock draft ADP review for the month of February. So let me set the table for you guys. Over there on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash all gas. We are conducting rookie mock drafts three times a month, three or four times a month. And this is much different than your traditional ADP collection gathering data process, right? Most of the times, the way that works is you get a whole bunch of different people and they do mock drafts and you take those 10 mock drafts and then you compile ADP. But within the squad, what we're doing over there on our Patreon is we have hundreds of votes per pick, right? So the entire group, you know, over 600 strong in the discord, they vote and they comprise the ADP based on every pick. So we've got different players for every single draft slot. So there are literally thousands of individual votes that have compiled this data. 
And Jay Rich, man, I mean, we got some good stuff cooking over there. The way that we're doing this, the way that we're laying it out, I'm really confident that I'll put this ADP data up against anybody else in the in the industry right now because of how we're collecting it. And it's all housed inside the Devi database. So you've got the rankings, you've got ADP, you've got film all in the pocket on your phone. I mean, it's right there for you. It's pretty damn cool, man. Yeah. And I think it's what you're saying is it's it's a complete product at the end of the day. And we're not talking about outlier picks. We're not talking about people just having fun with these mock drafts. This is a serious endeavor and there's lots of people voting. So we're getting a large sample for each and every single pick. And that's why it's so much more valuable than your standard sleeper mock drafts, DLF mock drafts, whoever it is. Um, this is a collection of all the data all at once, not just putting together hundreds of different ranking sets. It's just one big data set that we're putting together and making it easy for you guys to access. So let's go ahead and jump into where these rookies are going. 2021 rookie ADP for the month of February. Three mocks were conducted, close to 10,000 individual votes between each one of these mock drafts. And we're going to kick off the top, want to go just top five? Want to go to the top five players in Superflex? Yeah, top right. five, pretty so standard. So top five, top five rookies. Uh, well, yeah, pretty standard, right? Maybe there's a surprise here or there. But uh, number one consensus, Trevor Lawrence, he was one in every one of the mocks that we ran. Justin Fields, two, consensus across the board. Najee Harris, three, consensus across the board. Every mock, he's been the third player off the board. So the first positional player after two quarterbacks is Najee Harris. At four, we have Jamar Chase, the wide receiver out of LSU, consensus across the board. So one through four have not changed not one time that we've done this. It's Lawrence, it's Fields, it's Najee Harris. And then at five, we have Trey Lance, the quarterback at North Dakota State. Uh, and there was a couple of times where his positional changed a little bit, his ranking changed. But overall, that's your top five. Destination Debbie, super flex ADP for the rookies. Lawrence, Fields, Harris, Chase, Lance. Anything stick out to you? Anything surprising? Do you agree with this? Not agree? Where you at? I will say that I think that Trey Lance is a little bit higher than I initially expected when we started this. Um, as much as I like Lance, I do expect him to kind of fall into the back house, not necessarily be this early. Um, but we're going to get into Travis Etienne a little bit later and kind of why he's falling right now, um, especially at least in our ADP data. And I think there's a very good reason why. But as far as the other top four, man, you're talking about two of the top quarterbacks prospects ever. One of the best running back prospects we've seen in some time. And then Jamar Chase, just the phenom wide receiver, uh, massive, massive, massive production in his sophomore year, breakout, all that's all there for Chase. So I totally see him being wide receiver one off the board. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I was a little shocked uh, to see Trey Lance at five as well. Not because I don't think he deserves to go there, but just based on everything that we're seeing on Twitter and all the love for Zach Wilson and, you know, Travis Etienne and Kyle Pitts to see him go here at five, I was a little shocked. So uh, let's go through, uh, let's, let's do, uh, you want to just finish it out and go six through 12? Want to go through six through 12? Yes, sir. All right. Six through 12. We've got Travis Etienne, Javante Williams, Zach Wilson at the eight spot, Kyle Pitts at nine, Devontae Smith at 10, Rashad Bateman at 11, and Jalen Waddle at 12. So Travis Etienne, 
The final mock that we ran was his by far his lowest positional draft slot, which was eight overall. Uh, Zach Wilson, considerable climb. I mean, he started out the first mock at, at, at 10th, and then he's already pushed himself up on the final mock. He was selected sixth uh, overall in Superflex formats. Kyle Pitts has been at nine the entire time. So Kyle Pitts is kind of right there inside that top 10 in Superflex. Devonta Smith has fallen. The very first one of these we ran, he was the seventh player off of the board. The past two, He's been 11 and 11. So give him a composite average of 10. Rashad Bateman, a late riser from 13 to 10 now at the beginning to the end. And Jalen Waddell has progressively dropped a spot every mock from 11 to 12 to 13, but he still cracks the top 12. So just to review the, 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 the back half of this Superflex ADP, we've got Travis Etienne, Javante Williams, Zach Wilson, Kyle Pitts, Devontae Smith, Rashad Bateman, and Jalen Waddle. What are your thoughts on this kind of group right here? Now, this is a big group, and I think this is probably the most important group for us to decipher throughout draft season. And like you mentioned with Wilson, um, he was one of my guys I just noted based off the ADP as a riser. But I think it's kind of also the media narrative. Now it seems like no matter how hard we talk about Wilson, how much we talk about him, it seems like that media narrative that he's going to go number two is starting to really weigh on people's minds. When we talk about a mock ran from uh, January 31st and then in the middle of February and then the end of February, slowly he's gone up two slots every single time. And then the other thing is Travis Etienne. It seems like while we're not quite there yet in our rankings, I think by the end of it, we're going to see that Javante Williams is the consensus running back too. And Travis Etienne's name and you know play style value is really losing steam. While I don't think it's a guarantee Javante Williams is RB2, I do think there's a chance that he could end up there even after the draft. And he should probably be there in the pre-draft process. I'm curious what your thoughts, though, are on Devonte Smith, because there's not really a reason for him to fall other than the analytics guys kind of coming after him. Yeah, I, listen, I've got Devontae Smith outside of Najee Harris. He's my the, the, the second overall skill positional player. It's Najee, Devontae Smith, and then Jamar Chase for me. So to see Smith here um, at the 10th spot, one that gives me hope in super flex leagues that I'll be able to grab him in my rookie drafts. Probably, I mean, I'm taking Smith over Javante Williams. I'm taking him over Travis Etienne. Would I take him over Trey Lance? It depends, man. It depends on what I really need. If I need a quarterback, then I'm taking Trey Lance. If not, I, I think Devontae Smith is incredibly safe. I know a lot of people have these issues over his... I don't care about any of that shit, man. There was a picture that dropped with him, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase working out together. And you look at that picture and tell me that Devontae Smith looks considerably smaller than Justin Jefferson. He doesn't. I mean, I'm just... That they're standing right there after working out. Now, the monster on the far right is Jamar Chase. He just looks like... <laughs> looks like a different animal. Jamar Chase looks like a running back. I mean, his calves are enormous, but this whole fear over Devonta Smith's size and weight, like I've, I've gone into that so many times. I've talked about it to the point where I'm, I'm sick. I cannot do it anymore. I just think it's, I think it's overblown and I'm not taking, I'm not taking when we talk about some players that are drafted after these 12, there's no way I'm taking Zach Wilson over Devonta Smith knowing that I can get Mac Jones considerably later. I'm not taking I'm not taking Javante Williams over Devontae Smith. If you want to make the argument for Kyle Pitts, sure. I don't even know. I don't know, man. I, I just think that I think it's a lot of echo chamber groupthink that's forcing Devonta Smith to fall. When you watch what he did, you can't take away from 
the dominance that he showed on the field in 2020 with no Jalen Waddle for majority of the season as the guy facing double and triple teams. I mean, he's he's incredible, man. So to get him at the 110 spot, um, I think the patrons are kind of wrong on this one. You know, voting him as the 11th player off of the board in Superflex, I think that's that's criminal for a player like Devontae Smith. Um, you know, Shoddy B, Rashad Bateman, I think he's going to... I wouldn't be shocked if when we run this for March this week, if Rashad nope. Bateman isn't the wide receiver too. Like, I, I really believe that when we... when it finishes up because he's starting to get some hype and there's some tweets about him running four threes. Uh, I can see Rashad Bateman probably getting moved up to where Javante Williams is at the seventh spot. So uh, what are your thoughts with that, with that Devonta Smith ranking at, at the 10? I don't hate it, but I think this is kind of goes to a larger point. And we're talking about Trey Lance going at five and then Zach Wilson going at six. We just don't see a reason for that. And I think we're both in lockstep there. We would take, you know, the Devonta Smith, the Rashad Bateman, maybe even Kyle Pitts over some of these guys because they're probably project QBs. And I know that you don't like Wilson that much. I'm not the biggest fan either. And Lance, you know, there is the upside. There's the appeal. There's the aura of what Trey Lance could be, but I don't know. Like I just view a lot of these prospects as very safe, extremely talented players. And if we, if I can get confirmed that Rashad Bateman is running at least four, four, five. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Like he, he said from the man himself, 437. Okay, cool. Like you did that at Exos in your super controlled environment, no media, nothing. But if you're running 445 even at his size... That's a slam dunk. And so for me, you know, you talk about Chase, Bateman, and Smith all in that wide receiver one tier. Ah, man, it's hard to ignore any of those guys. Like, truthfully, I love them all so much. But I do think that Waddle slipping is interesting. But I see how the guys behind him could maybe take over him. And maybe, you know, he's just kind of losing hype. But until he runs, what, a 4 2 eight, four, three, <laughs> then the hype's going to come right back for Jalen Waddle. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. 
Yeah, man. And, and speaking of that next grouping, so one more time to recap the Destination Devi Superflex ADP for the month of February, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, Trey Lance, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams, Zach Wilson, Kyle Pitts, Devontae Smith, Rashad Bateman, and Jalen Waddle are your first round selections. Now moving on to the second round, and we'll do the top six. So we'll go to the top half and the back half. So kicking off the 201 spot is Rondell Moore, Mac Jones, Terrace Marshall, Kenneth Gainwell, Amon Ross St. Brown. How many is that? One, two, three, four, five. And Jamar Jefferson, the running back out of Oregon State. Those are the first six picks based on ADP off of the board for the month of February. And it's interesting because, I mean, Rondell Moore barely missed the cut. He was 12, 13, 12. Jalen Waddle had an 11, 11th overall slot selection, which kind of edged him out right there. Mac Jones has been consistently coming off the board at the 2 2 spot as 14 every single time. Terrace Marshall, pretty consistent, 15, 16, 15. Kenny Gainwell, uh, I think he should be a little bit higher personally, but, uh, you know, he's, he's risen and then he's fallen a little bit. Amon Ross St. Brown, pretty consistent in his spot, 16, 17, 17. And then Jamar Jefferson as well, uh, right here at the 18, 19 spot. So those are your first six off of the board. In the second round, what are your thoughts about that grouping? Moore, Jones, Marshall, Gainwell, St. Brown, and Jefferson. Well, I think where we'll agree is that Rondell Moore is, he's a tricky guy to place because while he's so talented, so is everyone ahead of him. Like, so is Jalen Waddle. So is Rashad Bateman. And so it's like, how do I pick there? And I think in a lot of ways, if I was on the clock, I would just try and take the last guy available. I have that tier. I know kind of what it is. And even if you want to group in Terrence Marshall there, that's just a super talented tier of wide receivers. And you just want to get one of those guys. But I think like you kind of mentioned briefly, Kenneth Gamewell is a guy who should probably go in the back end of the first. As I, at least for me, like I just think that he's that good. And so it depends on kind of where he lands in the draft. But I don't see a situation where he's not going to be going up boards once he gets drafted, once there's more hype around him because wide receivers get mocked really high. But then, you know, it's it's a running back league. That's what fantasy is. It's all about the running backs, whether it's Jamar Jefferson, whether it's Kenneth Gamewell. I think both of them could go up in ADP for sure. And I would like to see a little bit more love for Amon Ross St. Brown, but if he doesn't get the first round draft capital, it probably won't come there for him. Curious your thoughts on those guys. Yeah, I, you know, as I'm looking at this, I'm like, who do you kick out of the first then, you know, between Bateman, I think, you know, whether I like him or not, I think nine through one are solidified Pitts, Wilson, Williams, ETN, Lance, Chase, Harris, Fields, Lawrence. I think Devontae Smith is solidified as a first round pick as well, especially if he goes top 10 in the NFL draft. So the question really only comes down to you've got two players, you got Bateman, Waddle and more. Like Bateman and Waddle are your final two picks in the first round. Which one do you bump out? You know, those all That's three so of these tough, guys man. could be first round picks, man. Uh, look, the crazy part about this is from 11 to 15. So I'm talking Bateman, Waddle, Moore, Jones, Marshall. All of those guys are potential first round picks with Mac Jones being a lock to be a top 15 quarterback. I think. Waddle, Bateman, Moore, and Marshall are all kind of in that late first, early second round tier. It's just where do you, who do you push down for Kenneth Gainwell? And I think the bigger takeaway um, of this is those second round picks, especially the high to mid seconds and super flex, 
they are so incredibly valuable when you're getting an Amon Ra right there at 16, 17, when you're getting a Jamar Jefferson at the 17, 18 spot. I just, I, I want those second round picks. I want those mid to high second round picks to grab one of those players, but I'm with you. I think Gainwell, and we're already starting to see him rise amongst NFL circles. I think he's fantastic, man. You know, this is the guy that, that relegated Antonio Gibson to the bench last year. This is the player that had over 600 receiving yards in college football as a redshirt freshman, along with over like 1,400 rushing yards. I mean, he's super talented, right? He's a s- smaller build guy, but he ain't that much smaller than Travis Etienne, who's getting picked 10 spots ahead of him. So I, I, I'm i with you, man. Catch. If I'm at the back of and he can <laughs> and he can catch uh, in, in designed pass routes, right? Um, I, this is, this is a, this is a, this is a spot. If I had like the 111, I would just trade back to the like 10 to the 203 and just take whoever's left. Like I'd be fine with moving back in, in a rookie draft. What about you? Yeah. I, and that's like you said, there's just so many talented players. And if you need a wide receiver, like just pick one, like it, it won't even really matter in the end, which one you get, because that tier of like five, six guys is just, they're all talented. Like every single one of those guys is all talented in their own right. And I think the hardest part for me is it's like, even when they get drafted, well, how do they fit into the scheme? Where are they going to be utilized? All these things are going to have to matter to decipher how I pick these guys because they're just all so talented in their own rights and can all do so many great things. But I think like we've talked about, Bateman is maybe the highest ceiling guy. And I think I expect him to rise. And then you have Gainwell, who's extremely talented, but how do you, how do you bump them? Like who, who are you taking out of here? And I really, I really don't know. I can't answer that until after the draft. And and this is probably the toughest spot when you talk about picking just one player. Um, I think trading back is the only thing you could possibly do because it's just, it's so difficult to decipher between all these players. All right. So let's round out the second round with the, the second half of the, of the second round. And we've got Tylen Wallace, Dayami Brown, Elijah Moore, Pat Fryermuth, Brevin Jordan, and Seth Williams round out the second round of our ADP. One more time, Tylen Wallace, Dayami Brown, Elijah Moore, Pat Fryermuth, Brevin Jordan, and Seth Williams. What's interesting is Seth Williams didn't even make the cut in the first draft, and then he's he's bumped up here in the final two. Uh, Brevin Jordan, the same way, didn't make the cut in the first one, but it's bumped up recently. Elijah Moore, big time riser, twenty two, twenty one, and eighteen in this final in this final mock. Uh, Dayami Brown, pretty consistent around here at that 2021 spot. And then Tylen Wallace has fallen off a, co- a little bit, right? A couple of picks from 19 to 2020 to 22. So where are you at with this, the the back half of the second round of this ADP? Man, I, these guys, honestly, I, I love what you can get as far as value. When you talk about mm. Diami Brown in the back of the second round, like, are you kidding me? This is a guy who in a lot of drafts could easily be a top five wide receiver, but in this class, He's like wide receiver eight, wide receiver nine. It's it's just crazy. Um, I, I I'd be interested to actually hear your thoughts about Tylen Wallace because we know how dominant he is. We know how great he is at catching the ball. But now there's reports what he ran a four three nine at Exos. Like, are we are we buying that? Wait, there was a report that Tylen Wallace ran a four three nine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw that on Twitter. He ran, I believe it was, I believe it was, it was a four no. three nine on the dot. 
No. At Exos. No, there's no way. Yeah, I don't Exos is elevating stuff now. That there's no way on earth Tylen Wallace is running four three nine. And even if he does, he doesn't play that fast. I'll say this. This second half of the second round is is super talented. I would take Elijah Moore before any of these wide receivers. Yep. I think he is special, special, special out of the slot. Any wide receiver that was able to produce on a team that had AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Demarcus Lodge, and Dawson Knox. Give me that guy. He produces a freshman on a team with once again AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Demarcus Lodge, and uh Dawson and, Knox. Uh, Dawson Knox. Like, give me, give me Elijah Moore over Deami, give me over uh Tylen. I, I don't know where I have him ranked right off the top of my head, but I may take him over Jamar Jefferson as well. I think Elijah Moore is a special slot receiver. Um Friar Muth and Jordan, you know, we did a, a film session on them a couple of weeks ago for the for the patrons. If you miss out on Kyle Pitts, like, yes, he's great. He's fantastic. I think he's a top five dynasty tight end right now. But you're not you're you're not settling for Friar Muth and Brevin Jordan. That is not settling. Both of those dudes are legit. They're gonna be top twelve dynasty tight ends probably relatively soon. They're outstanding. And to get them at the back of the second, uh Seth Williams. Not the biggest Seth fan. I, Tamari on Terry just missed the cut. I like him more than Seth Williams. And personally, he would be a second round pick for me for sure. Um, but it just, it speaks to more so than anything. What this does is it speaks to the depth of the wide receiver position in this class. You know, the running back, not so much. Quarterback is deep. Tight end is deep. Wide receiver is incredibly deep. Like I'm looking at some of these wide receivers that, that got drafted later, you know, their ADP is later. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I can get him, you know, around 30, 31. Like this is, this is a very, very deep class of wide receivers. And uh, the back half of the second round is according to ADP. I think we need to do a little better job patrons. I think we can, I think we can bump tomorrow on Terry up in the, in the next, uh, in the next mocks that kick off this week. But I like the back half of this, uh, the back half of this round, man. Yeah. And I think uh, to kind of piggyback on Elijah Moore, like if you have never really watched how quick his feet are, like that's, what's going to, that's really what's going to make his mark in the league is just how quick he gets in and out of breaks. And that's one of the reasons why I love him. Like we've talked about what you like in a wide receiver. And for me, it's all about footwork. And that's why Elijah Moore is just a player that it's, it's really hard not to love him because when you look at Diami Brown, it's, it's speed and it's quickness. But when you look at Elijah Moore, it's just like fluid. He's just so quick, so fast. And then on top of that, he's a great route runner. And so when you watch him just decipher these DBs in practice and even in games, it's just, it's disgusting. And you talk about learning from a player like AJ Brown, learning from another stud in DK Metcalf. If you don't think he's being coached up by those guys in the offseason, you're crazy. And, and those two guys, man, some of the best in the league to do it right now. And AJ Brown's probably my favorite. So to think about Elijah Moore being mentored by AJ Brown from the moment he stepped on at Ole Miss, that's like got to be almost a can't miss prospect considering how athletic he is. And then, you know, you talk about Fryermuth. Dude is just huge. Like he's just a beast, prototype, athletic, tight end, Brevin Jordan, same thing. Seth Williams, I'm kind of, I'm kind of iffy on. I've always been an apologist for Seth Williams. I like his talent, but I hate Bo Nix. I think he's just garbage. So where do you fall with a guy like that? Like Ray, I know you've been on record not really liking Bo Nix much either. And so you look at, I think, believe he had an over 36% college dominator. And I believe he had, 
35% of his team's yardage, like some crazy numbers because Auburn doesn't have anybody other than Anthony Schwartz. So it was all Seth Williams all day long. And so at least we know that he can dominate. He broke out, I believe, at 19 and a half years old. So still a pretty good breakout age there. But Seth Williams is a guy that I'm just intrigued by because if he slips even a little bit, I'm going to be all over him because once you get past some more on Terry, then you're talking about these slot speedsters and then Seth Williams is really the only alpha left. And that's why I'm intrigued by him in uh, these drafts. Look, man, he's six, two, six, three, 220 pounds. I mean, you can't coach that and he's fast. Uh, just a little inconsistent for me and Bo Nix does stink. So it's hard to really accurately kind of, uh, evaluate Seth Williams because of that. Um, so I wouldn't knock you for, for taking it. Listen, at the back of the second, it doesn't get much more upside than Seth Williams unless it's Tamarion Terry right behind them, but I'm not going to knock you for that. So, uh, just to recap, uh, you know, what we're doing, we, we have reviewed the ADP. That has been provided from the Destination Debbie patrons, patreon.com forward slash all gas. We went through the top 24 selections. So rounds one and two, according to February ADP, we are going to kick off our single quarterback uh, ADP uh, for March here, probably this week. So listen, man, y'all come on over to the squad. Join. I mean, it's a dope community. We got patrons leagues kicking off left and right. We've got ADP. we got a fantastic Debbie database. Jordan is doing some great things uh, behind the scenes and helping out on the front lines here at Destination Debbie. we got Elite Seekers, Ben Eby doing his thing. And I promise you, the database is just growing and growing. We've got an injury analyst coming on board. We've got some analytical guys coming on board to make uh, your job at identifying prospects to take or prospects to avoid a hell of a lot easier when it comes time for your rookie and dynasty draft. So make sure you head over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Make sure you're following Jordan at your boy, Jay Rich. Make sure you're following the show at Destination Debbie, and we'll be back next week for more. We out of this thing. Peace. Team.